1: The host. Wei Ting. What's happening, Wei? Joined
0: by the host. Well, I, I guess I'm the host of the house. Exactly. Yeah, it? yes. Um Yes. This is what, like your your fifth time here? I feel like I'm i I'm a regular here now. You pretty much live here. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's like a
1: spare room here. You've really you've cleaned out this place, I can see. You you have made some progress, oh, I
0: think. Really? No. You're being sarcastic.
1: No, I'm, I'm being serious. It seemed like there was a lot more clutter stuff I here before. I haven't done anything oh, really? to this room. Even though with the walls? Nothing? Oh, I well.
0: did not touch the walls. Well, it's the, looks. Anything. it
1: looks great. You've got a lot of equipment here. There's lot a of lot of stuff. There's a lot to do. Right? Lots that could be done in yeah. here. We've got books. You do have books. Yeah. We've got readings in Canadian history. Yeah, you could... First on the scene activity book. <laughs> And, a oh, a pair of magazines, Canada, My Country, and Courage and Conquest, Discovering Canadian History. Shall we maybe
0: forego this uh, raw review and instead pick up... Let's review your house. ...readings in Canadian history? <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot of junk here. My parents are kind of hoarders, and... uh well, this is kind of a prime example of it. I feel some way. of this
1: might be yours, like the technique of audio post-production in video and film. I it, don't know if that's is, your mom's.
0: It's it's actually not mine.
1: Oh, okay. Well. Anyway, observing, we're learning lots here as uh we take everyone into imagining what what ways
0: basement looks this like. This is what I like about audio. Audio only anything. I think is, it's very restrictive. Oh, I think it's great. I think it leaves more to the imagination. You know what they say? They say like you know, anytime you go from, like, a, uh, an adaptation of a book to the movie... Never lives up? Yeah, everybody always says, the book's better. The book's better. Because you, you, you you've Im- imagined it. You've yeah. created it. No one can possibly get into
1: your head to recreate that world that you have created. Yeah,
0: exactly. So it's always better when you fill in the blanks yourself. So maybe we should just start writing these reviews.
1: It's like the mystery partner. Like, nine times out of ten, the mystery partner is a letdown. When they announce, uh, like, yeah, oh, sure. Sunday at the pay-per-view, mystery opponent. And your mind goes wild for these names that realistically are not going to be showing up for a mid-card match. And then when it's, uh... Fantasy is all Rob better.
0: Conway is the mystery opponent. Oh, yeah. it's... Well, um... Yes, it is just like that. That's what my basement is. It's like the mystery partner. Oh, but this is a big mystery. Yeah. A big... I- Big. Uh, I was
1: gonna say big, big payoff if people ever got to come down here. This would be something. No,
0: that, don't even. Tease I think it. people would pay admission to come in here. Well, maybe if we do that, we can also do a joint tour of your parents' basement. Wow, because that's where I believe you are staying this week.
1: You and I are very much uh, embodiments of the metaphor.
0: Oh my, other uh, wrestling, wrestling fan. This week, in their parents' uh, basement.
1: My, my place. Is under construction this week, and it's it's very frustrating. We had to get this these pipes. uh, The entire condo unit has to every unit has to have these pipes replaced, and they said, "Well, yeah, you can you can just stay there." I was like, "Well, first of all, we have a five month old child, and we have been seeing like other people's uh, units. Like it is not livable. You have to tarp everything." dust all over the place so we had to move out for a week so i we've actually had to to go separate like th- there wasn't enough room so my wife and and max they are staying with her parents wow and i have to stay with my parents this week and it's just so weird
0: there's really not enough room in your parents house for for all three of you
1: uh it, well it was more or less she had already made the plans to go stay with her parents i originally was going to stay there Uh but
0: you have to do this. Wow, well, oh, Jesus! I look have. at look at what we're putting this guy through. We're separating this man from his five month old child.
1: Well, to be honest, th- this uh, was we planned this out back in the summer, and I assumed, well, I need to be downtown every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't now. So
0: it <laughs> turned out to be a, a perfect uh, timing of everything. Well, I mean, are, are you actually just, like, after Tuesday, are you going to join your wife, or are you, are you staying at your parents' place for the whole week? Uh, I'm going to see them Wednesday. The thing is, it's just
1: me going to their place. It's, like, either side, it's, it's not ideal, because... Yeah, the baby has everything set up now at their place yeah. where it's really not convenient for me because I, I actually do have to be in town for a bit this week so Gotcha. I'm going to visit All midweek. week. Right. And you, then I get to move back home
0: Saturday morning. Have you been like you like since since Max was born like you've been there every single day, right? I haven't missed a day. Damn. Yeah, so how does it feel to like be separated, I guess even for like a couple days?
1: It's very it's very empty. Wow. I, won't, I won't lie. Damn. There's definitely a separation anxiety way. So if I go through that, you might have to just lift my spirits. Um, We should have, like, a baby monitor, like, right here. You know what? We just got baby monitors, and they're they're trying them out there. A video component to it as well. Uh, That's that's
0: a no-brainer. 2017?
1: Well, yeah, I think, of course. But I didn't even think about When I heard, oh, bought a baby monitor, I assumed just the the audio kind.
0: There's just an app for that you can probably get.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's never been – my mom was actually saying how – technologically sound it is now like you have a child you can share all these photos she's just amazed
0: that like all this stuff you can dude it's way better to have a baby now and you know you can gps your child you can learn. you can probably look into your kid's brain you know in, in 10 years
1: well i mean it sounds like a nothing thing but like every day i've like facetimed with them and it's like yeah. something i wouldn't have been able to do yeah. 10 years ago sure
0: yeah so this baby monitor is a video baby monitor. So like you can check in on your phone on it, right? Um, is, that, is that what that is?
1: I think so. I yeah. think it co- it comes with an app that I have to install. It's amazing. Yeah. Great. Amazing what the world. Although has do you come think,
0: up with. do you think about privacy laws, for for a five month old? Does no, a five month old have any privacy rights?
1: Not at five months. Zero privacy. <laughs> what age does somebody
0: start to acquire rights to privacy? Um,
1: I don't know. When did you uh? Stop wanting your parents to bother you and be around. Oh, uh, 33. (laughs) Do they have a monitor on you? Is there there anything in here? Is this? (laughs) I have one right right here. Actually, they could monitor you very easily, by the way. What do you mean? Uh, Because everything we do is broadcast. Pretty much, yeah. For most. Well, yes. Do I hear my latest update?
0: On? Hey, wait. My laptop. Oh, okay. No, uh, you're using your iPad. So what what is the latest on the tea-spilled laptop? Okay, so
1: last we heard, folks, I had my laptop, and my warranty was coming up later in December. Mm-hmm. So I had the choice of, do I just... It's turning on, it seems fine, but I was concerned, like, what if this thing short-circuits in three weeks and there was water damage, and my warranty's gone? Mm-hmm. So my wife calls and sets it up, to, they said you should definitely send it to us. We can get it back to you very quickly. And I was like, it's really annoying when you have to send your laptop away.
0: Sure, like, come on, your it's, life.
1: It's like you can't send someone here. Yeah. They were like, well, technically, there's not something wrong with it that we're aware of, so we can't send a tech out. It's like, all right, fine. I'm doing this for my own peace of mind. I pure, I send it pure later Tuesday afternoon. By Tuesday evening, we can track it. They've got it. I'm like, perfect. Thursday, Friday morning. We see that they have sent it back, and Friday afternoon, come home, it's there, in the box. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going away this weekend. It came in time. I've got my laptop. I go upstairs. I take it out of the box. Pristine condition. Mm -hmm. Flip it open. Power. Power. It will not turn on. It's plugged in, right? It is plugged in. No power to it. The, light, the 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 uh, battery light is coming on. Yeah, Something's alive in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm furious. I'm furious at this point. No, I was no. like, it was turning on before, and now it's not. An hour later, they are now willing to send a tech out to check on it. They said, well, there must be something loose in it. It's like, you people went through, they put it through all this testing, and then they said they checked it well you couldn't have possibly checked that it turned on (laughs) it actually came back with more problems than how you received it Mm -hmm. and i love the kicker at the end well now there's something wrong with it so we can send a tech who's got to come to my parents house now tomorrow Mm. to fix my laptop dell will never ever see a john pollock purchase in their lifetime They they can go to dell I was so mad on Friday way, you have no idea. I was more uh, mad than when I spilt my own tea on it.
0: I I could believe it. I could
1: believe it. Could you imagine? Like, yeah. it comes in time. I was worried it wasn't going to come in time, and I'd be a week without my laptop on top of all this. The mm-hmm. timing is... And it comes in time. Yeah. But... And they, and they screwed something out up inside of it. Well, I'm sorry. The Apple's calling me. The Apple... The MacBook is calling, way. I mean,
0: this thing is hasn't really filled me yet, so...
1: Has um, it ever broken down on you? Have you ever needed maintenance?
0: Not really. Nothing. No, I haven't.
1: No viruses. Um,
0: no, but I, I've i yet to spill the liquid on it. We established this last week. But girl. you know what? You're a better I mean, human being. <laughs> but I'm actually like surprised that there aren't more waterproof laptops. You would think at there. this point, right? Yeah, the phones now are waterproof. You know, like how much will it will it take to actually... How about camera off? equipment? Does that, does Um, such a thing exist? They can take a lot. Like, I think a GoPro, these days you might be able to, like the newest GoPros, I'm I'm not even exactly sure, but no, like there's no, you can't dunk a camera into.
1: What about when you've had to shoot in the rain? Like even if you have like a garbage bag or something, that's, that's not going to do anything
0: significant, right? What if you didn't have a
1: garbage bag and you were shooting in the rain? That could do problems.
0: I mean, you kinda have to use a bit of common sense. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't hold anything electrical out there for too long when it's like really pouring. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, you know, like under an umbrella, getting a few drops on it, it's been fine. Um
1: What but, if you were in the midst of a Dana White scrum outside yeah. and the 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 heavens open and we're in minute five of a forty minute
0: scrum, do you just keep going? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, like, how bad? Like, are we talking about like a tsunami? Then I'm getting out of there. Maybe the maybe
1: the scrum. I'm sure they wouldn't just stay out
0: yeah. in the pouring. I don't. Rain. I don't think Dana, Dana would
1: be staying there either if it was raining. <laughs> Fuck off, that guys. Way. I'm done. It's quite the scenario. Did you see any of the anything on the weekend? Uh, did not watch. Oh my god, these two cards, way. Yeah. Okay. The highlight of Friday was Brett Johns, undefeated fighter, nailing a calf slicer hmm. in 30 seconds. Impressive. Oh wow. my god.
0: Wow. Have you ever been in a calf slicer before? Uh I'm I don't recall. Um I think a lot of that stuff might be kind of illegal in our gym, so or at least like when you're rolling. We with once trained on my with
1: level. bicep slicers. Yeah. That was the most painful submission I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, I know. Like you're it felt like I like Oh, it feels like the name. It feels like your bicep is being sliced by a machete. It is ungodly. Like, you would tap out in a two seconds tops, tops, Mm -hmm. you'd be tapping.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I I don't think I've ever had a calf slicer applied to me. But the bicep one was just the the most painful submission I've ever Mm -hmm. felt. Mm -hmm. That that was incredible. And then the Saturday night pay-per-view
0: was just great show. Awesome show. UFCs
1: have... It's had some very good shows
0: of late. Talk talk to me more about it. I feel like I feel so out of the loop with the UFC lately.
1: Well, the the highlights of Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, Yancey Medeiros had this unbelievable fight with Alex Oliveira on the undercard, like maybe the best fight of the year. This might have been ahead of Justin Gaethje and uh, Michael Johnson from back in July. Though that might be one and two. Then the main card featured a really great fight with Gaethje and Eddie Alvarez, but just. Uh, the Oliveira-Madeiros fight was just... Like, that's probably could-win fight of the year. So it's like hmm. they just had the awful luck. Any other night of the year, Gaethje and Alvarez would have been hands down... It wasn't even the best fight of the night, which was something. Uh, Francis and Ghana, you had to have seen this knockout. Have you? I heard about it. I, I've really kind of been... Actually, I did
0: see it. I did see it. Yeah. So On
1: back-to-back nights, you might have gotten the submission of the year and the knockout of the year between wow. the calf slicer. And then this knockout that like I was watching this by myself mm-hmm. and just like yelled as I saw it happen.
0: At your parents' place.
1: Yeah. I was just like, Oh Jesus. Oh my God. And I'm a very calm, quiet person when I'm on my own, like mm-hmm. this totally Alistair Overeem, like his head, Went back and it was like a fucking 90 degree turn. His chin was looking up at the ceiling. And then he goes down and then he took another shot as he is he mm. is out. And he was out for time. This was one of the scariest knockouts you are going to see. When you mm. watch this, whatever I say to you cannot prepare you yeah. for seeing this violent power displayed by a guy hitting it with his left hand. The guy's fucking orthodox. I unbelievable I don't know if I want to see it oh it was a violent I mean Alistair Overham was okay he's not dead so okay. that that was a positive positive. and then Max Holloway 12th win in a row beating mm-hmm. Jose Aldo so it was an excellent pay-per-view I thought yeah, on Saturday impressive. cool yeah so you should Uh, you should get together and watch the year-end show you should you should make that your next show to try and watch sure yeah it's been a while I feel so Holly Holm and Chris Cyborg on it should be fun
0: hmm. alright how was your weekend it was good yeah, I ate a lot of good food, um, out or at home. Out, or, yeah. I, I feel like I'm still on vacation. I've been eating out like so much, just kind of catching up with friends. And I think a lot of my friends are like just kind of curious about what I'm up to since I've been back from Japan. What's going on with like you know work and everything like that? So um, yeah, just kind of seeing a lot of friends and eating a lot of really good food.
1: I'm up here in North York this week, and I've contacted so many friends. Everyone's busy. Everyone's just oh, really? you know, It's like no no time for Pollock. Mm-hmm. You're it way <laughs> that's Yeah. It.
0: Well okay
1: Yeah that's fine <laughs> Um. What was I gonna say Have you started Punisher yet On I, Netflix I have I've watched uh, the first four episodes Oh okay I like it a lot I think it's great uh, A lot of people have been raving about I've it only
0: been, I've only been I'm only on like episode three um, I'm taking your advice on this
1: one I'm not blitzing through it I wanna really enjoy that, this that one
0: That was my advice
1: You said it about I think it was Stranger Things You were like I don't wanna just uh, No no You didn't watch Stranger Things so it was did. another. I, I binge that you did watch it, season one. Okay, but I think it, whatever I the series think, I don't, was, I don't think you was specifically mean. said you said I don't want to just marathon through it and not enjoy it. Uh, did I say that? that you definitely said that. Does not sound like something I would say. You said that you watched some <laughs> series that's like you didn't even process it all because you were just watching it so quick. Oh, have I said that? I I really don't recall. Okay, well, <laughs> could, could it was, be, it was could sage be. advice. <laughs> So I'm on episode four, and I'm taking my time. This is like a 13 episode series. Like yeah, it's yeah. pretty long.
0: It's I I wonder like because the announcement of the show was actually quite quick. You know, they like he was I know he was a character on on Daredevil season two, and then all of a sudden, okay, they're doing a whole series. So I I have to wonder like how long it took them to to produce the whole thing and and write it all. Because it's really solid, you know, considering if it was rushed at all.
1: Like, I love just like the little connections, like Karen Page is inserted as the reporter here. Yeah. The it's, actress. Okay, okay. Who, uh, that's, it, that's it. No, spoilers. She's, no spoilers. She's in episode two, like yeah, it's yeah, nothing. No, yeah. Uh, she, the actress who plays her, who I don't know off the top of my head, said she'd be open to having a series around her. <laughs> Oh, really? Which is like... Oh, my God. Wow. I, I kind of like the, the superhero, <laughs> but she's not, like... She has nothing special about... She's a reporter. Who wouldn't want their own Netflix show? Well, of Duh. course. Uh, I just yeah. mean, can she really hold one on her own? Uh, unless she had superpowers, no. I, I love them. the one about the reporter getting her own series, but, I mean, she's... Who's that? Karen Page. She's the reporter. Oh, okay. But I was like, she doesn't have anything special no, associated with no, her. I mean, carry, she's, so. she's a support. Definitely. Character. She's not yeah. someone I think you could really base anything around.
0: Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm.
1: but I'm really liking Punisher. It's right up there with a uh, Luke Cage for me, well, and maybe,
0: Daredevil. Maybe we'll discuss it further, okay. in a future date.
1: Are you chat about Raw? I am. You did watch? I watched I it. I binged it. I watched it uh, live on standard definition tonight. What? Oh, standard. <laughs> Any different? Any I, different? Um. Well, not having a DVR is. You take it for granted. Like, I ha- I didn't even have the option of starting late. Right. I had to start right yeah. at 8 yeah. and sit through 3 hours and 10 minutes, which mm-hmm. it was okay. It was fine.
0: Uh, for the most part, I did it, too. I started at 8 and maybe, like, took breaks to, like, do some laundry and then uh, went back at it. Yeah. Well,
1: they were in Los Angeles on Monday night at the Staples Center, the home of next year's Survivor Series. Kurt Angle comes out. To plug our tag title rematch tonight. And says there will also be an intercontinental title match with Roman Reigns. But before he can announce the opponent, Jason Jordan interrupts. Jason Jordan, who had a big night, came out and was booed by the entire arena. And he comes in and he's booed. He repeats his line to emphasize the booing, which escalated. He says he wants to face Roman Reigns. Angle says, your knee is still hurt. Jordan says I can do this and he lists all the different guys that he's held his own with I just need a chance dad so Reigns comes out he's a fighting champion but he wants Samoa Joe not Jordan and the whole place starts chanting for Joe and Reigns tells Jordan to step up and take opportunity don't run to your daddy you're going to talk to me about earning opportunities Roman you're the poster boy for everything WWE management wants And Reigns instantly comes back saying, well, you got one thing right. I am on a lot of posters and on a lot of chairs because I headline a lot. And he's grinded for seven years straight. Then Joe is out. This place loves Samoa Joe Mm -hmm. on Monday night. He accepts Reigns' challenge and offers him the chance to take back that challenge. Jordan then addresses Joe, again as booed. And Jordan says that unlike Joe, he actually is tough. He doesn't have to attack people from behind, he makes the challenge to Joe, and then he goes to the ring goes to leave the ring. Reigns stops him, and then with Jordan behind Roman's back, he attacks him and hits a belly to belly. And Reigns ends it by stating that Joe can wait for later tonight because he wants Jordan right now. So big segment here to start the show. I would say this was a really positive one for Jason Jordan, who his character feels. More and more like he is 2000 Kurt Angle.
0: 2000 Kurt Angle.
1: He's the over-the-top goody-goody. Yeah. But...
0: I'd say he ha- he's a bit He more, can go. I'd say his character is a bit more kind of... Almost even more tragic and a bit more... It's less... It's certainly far less comedy than 2000's Kurt Angle. You know?
1: His delivery, though, feels very much like Kurt in 2000.
0: He's overly kind of earnest. But, like, it's... Yeah, I, I, I just remember 2000 Kurt being maybe a little bit too, having too much comedy attached to him. But, you know, I, I, I've actually really enjoyed Jason Jordan. I think, you know, judging by this, the heel turn seems pretty solidified. But his demeanor at all is not overtly evil at all. Like the things he says and his actions are still very much in line with the kind of character he's been portraying this entire time. He's just kind of like a naturally annoying person and he doesn't really have to change a whole lot to make the crowd boo him. Um, I thought Roman showed, you know, good good confidence here. He felt like a veteran. It was interesting because, I mean, L.A., I would say, wasn't necessarily pro-Reigns, but in contrast to Jordan here, he was very much welcome. Um, yeah, they kind of forced the audience's hand with this mm-hmm. match pairing. And, like, Jordan's criticism of Reigns were, like, Things like, you know, you've been handed all these opportunities. They are very valid criticisms that I think a lot of Reigns, anti-Reigns uh, viewers will agree with. But because it's Jason Jordan saying them, he didn't get that much uh, support from because the audience. Because it's, it's hypocrisy. Because, it, well, look at all this stuff he's getting. Exactly. And, yeah. and just people just don't like Jason Jordan. So even if this guy makes a good point, we're not going to cheer him because we don't like him. So that that's all really interesting. And, man, but Joe, like, in contrast to the both of them, Joe by far felt like the hottest babyface coming out of this, you know? He was the only person that this crowd genuinely, unanimously liked. Which,
1: I mean, just watching this opening segment, I don't think this company has any problem with making some heels with some depth to them that the audience can naturally hate Unfortunately, one of them they really hate is positioned as their top babyface, and the overwhelming favorite is a heel on this show in Samoa Joe.
0: So, yeah, well, they're the... great at making people hate characters, but... It's been like this for, like, decades, hasn't it? Like, I think in the end, their their opinion is that as long as people are reacting, it's a good thing. And, I mean, you know, they're doing a great job with all these guys, Joe included, you know, who just, he's just such a stoic, kind of aggressive badass that you just can't help but like him he's he's kind of like the Punisher
1: he is the Frank Castle of Raw yeah yeah. Uh, we need a backstory then with Joe maybe when he was in Afghanistan and what happened or no, <laughs> Roman Reigns and Jason Jordan for the Intercontinental title uh, Joe just sits at the top of the ramp backwards on a chair the epitome of cool in 1992 A.C. Slater style uh, it was yeah, yeah. Reigns tosses Jordan into the barricade. He's having his way with him. Hit the drive-by. And then finally, uh, Jordan lifts Reigns and drives him into the opposite corner. And then Reigns runs shoulder-first into the post, giving Jordan an opening. Uh, We come back from break, and Jordan's in control of the arm. Michael Cole just softballs Corey Graves about the fact that he got to interview Roman Reigns on his new show. But before Graves can plug it, Booker interrupts. And we never got back to Graves actually getting to promote his show after Cole set him up. So that was Corey's, our latest uh, sit-down interview show on the mm-hmm. network. This is probably the 150th one they've come up with.
0: I had it on in the background as you were driving and it really is like... Nothing. Exactly like any other kind of sit-down interview show that they've done. Um, yeah, it's more recent, I suppose. This was a, a interview with Roman after The Shield reunited and uh,
1: They should have called Uh, it taken away from the table. uh,
0: Yeah, they could have done that. Um, But nothing at all newsworthy. All right, well, that saves me 20 minutes. Uh, From there,
1: Reigns fights back, running boot, calls for the Superman punch, but gets cut off by a drop kick. Um, I've I've liked, in both the Reigns-Jordan matches that they've done over the past, uh, the one a couple of months back, and then this one, is just all the different counters when reigns is going for the spear Mm -hmm. and a lot of it are spots that they got from when edge and kurt angle feuded years back um, and come up with clever ways to stop the spear um, that worked out really well here jordan catches him coming off the steps on the floor and then drives reigns into the steps twice and then jordan starts pouting in the corner michael cole points out after he reigns kicks out comes back, Reigns applies a half-crab to the taped knee of Jordan, Jordan then counters into a cradle, Reigns gets up, hits a Superman punch, Jordan kicks out, and then they show a spot during the commercial break, they went through two breaks here, where Jordan was going for a belly-to-belly over the top to the floor, and this got blocked. Reigns calls for the spear, Jordan kicks him in the face, hits a pair of Northern Lights suplexes, the last one, he goes for the bridge, Reigns kicks out And then Jordan cannot slam him Because of the knee And Reigns hits a Superman punch Spears Jordan and wins 20 minutes and 35 seconds This was the third longest match On Raw this year And I thought a very good match Between these two I thought one of Jordan's best outings
0: Really good match I really enjoyed it too Again, I think, you know, with how how much uh, of a back-and-forth battle this was, first of all, I, I do feel like the idea is to put Reigns on, like, a streak of really hot back-and-forth matches to really establish this IC title open challenge. But also, I, I mean, I find it really fascinating how they're treating Jason Jordan because, on the one hand, they are kind of presenting him as sort of this, like, ca- uh, ugh, hard to say coward, but, like, you know, a hypocrite. A hypocritical heel who says he doesn't need to attack people from behind, but then does it uh, right away anyway. But in the, in the matches, like they're trying really hard to show that he's worthy of this higher level of a competition. Here, he went toe to toe with Reigns, and Cole continues to put him over as somebody who's exceeding expectations. So, and he's shown to you know, despite having that injury, not quitting because of the knee injury. This was this was the total first of all
1: this felt like what they wanted out of that Elias match last week like the announcers were going overtime last week to put Elias over Mm -hmm. this was a performance that warranted that kind of commentary and putting a guy over Mm -hmm. but so different from what they did with Jordan last week giving up against Kane and like you're right everything you just outlined the fact that he did fight through the knee injury he went 20 minutes here with the IC champion mm-hmm. he had some near fall kick out spots. Um, I mean, he was I, given a lot here it was just a completely different presentation than what he had against Kane last week
0: I kind of felt like they were trying to do that with him and Kane they had him go toe to toe with Kane as well but I don't think there was enough time in that match it was a match. two minute match yeah so they didn't really get that point across but I find it fascinating because like what, what exactly is their aim here are they trying to push this guy as a heel but at the same time pushing him as an underdog who overcomes odds. It's a a confusing story, and it was made more so... Like, I like the way this ended. I was
1: like, this is fine. We're going somewhere. And then the post-match, you have Joe state that Reigns is looking tired and how Reigns made some bad decisions tonight, so he's going to put Reigns to sleep. He enters the ring, goes for the coquina clutch, and then Jordan returns to save Roman, suplexes Joe, who goes to the floor. So once again, Jordan... Came from behind. So he attacked both these guys from behind. <laughs> right. But he was being like the valiant savior here by helping the guy who just had a 20-minute match and now Joe was trying to capitalize. And they were
0: almost teasing some mutual respect between the yes. two on commentary. Yes. And then Reigns is saved by Jordan
1: mm-hmm. and sucker punches him. Like not even face-to-face. With a Superman punch. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the aim is to... If anything, Jordan came across as more of the sympathetic figure here, I thought. So I thought it was very confusing yeah. afterwards what you're supposed to be directed towards. I
0: think they're just trying to leave you with the idea that Jordan belongs with these two other guys. And they're, they're making some type of three-way you know, uh, a feud between all of them. And with, with the hope that audiences start to see Jason Jordan up on the Roman reigns Samoa Joe level. Um, whether or not you're gonna cheer or boo him, I feel like audiences are gonna boo him. You know, no matter what they do with him, no matter how they treat him as as an underdog baby face in a match, he's just not that likable. Um, but w- w- it's it's I'm I'm kind of confused about exactly how they're trying to aid one reaction or the other.
1: I wonder if they thought Roman was gonna be so negatively. Um, accepted by the crowd after winning this match that they felt joe attacking him would be a babyface spot for joe and then jordan uh helping reigns and then reigns taking him out would be a big heel react like did they want did they just want to go with the flow here with reigns coming off as this asshole because that's how he was presented here this guy mm. saves you I don't know what the direction was. I mean, mm. I, I don't think this was uh, such a negative that this hurt anything. This was a really
0: good In the end, you start. know, or do you take Jason Jordan as a bigger threat? You know, do you take him more seriously as a, as a professional wrestling character?
1: That felt like the goal here. Yeah. It felt like, you're right, right raising him up to these Joe and Reigns level. Mm. So this was the first, like, 45 minutes of the show. This took up a lot of time. I thought it was good. Angle was on the phone with Stephanie, and Jordan comes in, and he's back to the whining character. He wants another chance, and he wants a match with Joe tonight, and Angle asks who Jordan thinks he is, and he doesn't want people thinking that he's playing favorites. He'll take it under under advisement and tells Jordan to leave, when Joe shows up driving Jordan into the wall, and Jason Jordan was left for dead with this goofy look as he was down on the ground selling the attack.
0: Joe just like, he, he's been bringing so much intensity like every time he's been on screen, especially since he's returned from that injury. And uh, uh, they seem to be letting him take full advantage of, of that. You know? He is Frank Castle. It's a great oh analogy. God, he's awesome. And, uh, you know, but I, I'm also actually quite. Jason star-
1: Jordan is the computer programmer.
0: Micro. Micro yes he's been I think Jordan's been delivering pretty good performances especially you know in these backstage segments and he he comes across like he belongs
1: yeah I just think Joe's on fire I think he's like one of the best characters going right now uh, they showed uh, highlights of Absolution and their recent attacks and then the group comes out and Michael Cole informs us in case we are just uh, trying to put names to faces Mandy Rose is the blonde and Sonia DeVille is the brunette it's kind of important. But I'm sure there are people who don't know. They should have name tags. They should, yeah. Or the glowing uh, thing like, we came up with. Like a video game. Yeah, maybe yeah. if they, the Fox gets the WWE rights deal, they can
0: mm-hmm. bring
1: back the glowing puck and it can be for name identification. Mm-hmm. This was Paige's first match on Raw since her comeback, taking on Sasha Banks. And we had Alexa Bliss on commentary. Banks came out with Mickie James and Bailey, And then, nothing says... This has reached a heated level. Then these two sides had quite the Twitter exchange.
0: Well, shit, that's where shit happens. Yeah. The
1: cage door was shut on Carrie Von Eric's head, but you won't believe what the Freebirds had to say about it on Twitter <laughs> afterwards. Sasha's throwing a uh, page around, and Bliss says, that if Paige wants to be the Christopher Columbus of the WWE, that's fine. When referring to Paige starting the women's revolution.
0: And then they start talking shit about Christopher Columbus.
1: Uh, he's a very polarizing figure. He's not exactly
0: well, well that, respected. That, I guess that wasn't really Corey's point. Corey's point was, what has Christopher Columbus done lately?
1: Yeah, he just kind of rests on the laurels of Columbus Day now. We could get a Paige Day. Page day, or hmm. a series of calendars named after her, a page a day calendar. Oh page applied uh, what was pretty much the regal stretch here. As she was in control of Sasha. Sasha came back with a tilt oral head scissors, um, had a straight jacket applied to Sasha. Then the bank statement gets blocked. Both tumbled to the floor, going through a commercial break. These two got a lot of time. Banks misses her in the corner, takes a flying knee, and then there was a sunset flip powerbomb by Paige where they showed this in slow motion with Sasha landing right on
0: her neck. It looked really ugly for Sasha. I mean... This is a small woman. I know. I Like, I get really concerned for her, man. Like, so, some of her landings look really terrible. Like, they look like they really hurt. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about her longevity with, like, spots like this one.
1: Yeah, it was uh they showed it over and over. It did yeah. not look good. The rampage gets blocked, Sasha applies the bank statement, but Paige gets to the rope and then to the floor, and then the sides all start brawling on the floor. Bailey gets run into the barricade and Sonya clips the knee of Mickey, so they're down, and with Sasha distracted, Paige kicks her and hits the rampage to win sixteen minutes and four seconds, so The first, like, 90 minutes of Raw were pretty full of wrestling.
0: There were a lot of long matches.
1: Yeah, and I don't... I wasn't... The first two hours of Raw was basically three matches.
0: This match, though, I thought went too long, and I felt like it certainly lost steam as it progressed until they got into a lot of the uh, near falls and and, uh, 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 submissions. I, I just didn't think they were able to maintain or escalate the energy throughout most of this match. Probably should have been one segment, in my opinion, but... Uh, you know nonetheless I think I think Paige has been doing really well I think Paige
1: has been great in this role mm-hmm. um, afterwards I, I thought the match was fine but the post match we had DeVille and Rose attack Sasha and first we had um, Mandy suplex Banks into the air dropping her onto the knee of DeVille and Maybe it was the attack on Alicia that I know... There was one where there was an attack on her and Mandy, like... Yeah, that was... That was 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 the Alicia attack with the knee that didn't look good.
0: Uh, So that that, that was not... So yeah, this this seems to be some type of like double team move is like a reverse suplex onto a knee. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's all right. Mandy Rose, like... Have you seen like this girl like deadlift on Instagram? No. She's very strong and her style almost seems to be that of like a powerhouse... And I'm actually really excited to to see her develop because, I mean, she looks amazing. She seems like she could have potential, you know, being able to comfortably cut a promo. And she's strong as hell.
1: Oh, I think she, like two years from now, I, I mean, I'm, I assume that she will be on the fast track uh, on Raw. Elias is playing his guitar in Angle's office, and he wants another chance at the IC title, uh, but he... Angle gave that opportunity to his son and that is not cool. He says the City of Angels wants to walk with Elias and you did hear some cheers off camera. He says he will only give them a musical performance tonight and then calls Jason Jordan a bastard and Angle says that he's going to find Elias a worthy opponent. Kurt does not get that upset to his son being insulted or even attacked in the case of Triple H. He seems to take it in stride. Well, here he booked a license to a match with Braun Strowman. I guess, yeah, this was, I guess, more vengeance than the Triple H one. But just his reaction here was, okay, you're going to call him a bastard? Well, guess what I've got. <laughs> he has to be
0: professional, I
1: guess. Oh, then. This like was a, a break for me.
0: Oh. This was when I did my laundry.
1: So did you get to see Machine Gun Kelly in oh,
0: the front I didn't, row? I did, oh, I didn't see him in the front row. MGK himself. Oh, Okay. Uh, no, I was referring to the Braun strowman Kane recap. Oh. Wait, Well,
1: the machine gun appearance preceded that video package. He's going to be playing a tribute to the troops. Cool. Sure, the troops right. are grateful. Uh, we got a recap of the strowman Kane feud. This was long. And then Enzo is with the Zoe Train, or as Kurt would call them, those four. And Nice and Gulak are representing him tonight in the four-way. He says the others let Rich Swan win last week, and tells them to get the job done. And then the cruiserweights leave, except for Enzo, who turns around, and appearing is Nia Jax, who asks Enzo, "How you doing?" Yeah, they're they're going this way. Are we going for a romantic item here with
0: Enzo and Nia Jax? That looks to be what they're teasing. Um, it. It seems like it on the surface it feels like it's it's almost just a bit of a comedy thing to kind of you know um for Enzo the scrawny guy and the big woman Yeah um is it uh is do you think it'll be beneficial for Naya Mm my gut says no We'll see Cuz this this is going to be more comedy based you would have Mm. to assume like it kind of makes her the butt of the joke unless she I mean they can make it so like I'm just trying to think how is this going to help Nia Jax's kind of portrayal as you know this unbeatable monster that they're trying to
1: well even if they give her like the strong muscle
0: behind Enzo yeah I guess so Uh, Do you want to
1: see the Cruiserweights getting tossed
0: around by Nia Jax? Because I don't. no, I don't want to see that either. And I don't don't know if they're allowed to do something like that. Um, But at at the same time, though, in the women's division, you have Asuka, who's pretty much kind of taking that role right now as the monster of the group. She kind of needs all the TV time she can get right now to establish herself. Doesn't really leave much of a spot for Nia. Yeah, I mean, Paige is there. Even, like, Alexa is kind of getting lost in the shuffle on the heel side, so... Maybe this is just something for Nye to do while there's so much going on.
1: The four way was Cedric, Drew, G- Drew Gulak, Tony Nice, and Mustafa Ali. Winter faces Rich Swan next week in Cleveland. And Swan was watching in the back. Early on, Gulak and Nice yanked Ali to the floor. Alexander hit both with a Topekan hero. Then they double teamed Alexander. Gulak. Gulak told Nice that it's a no-fly zone as he went to climb, allowing Ali to hit them with a high cross. Uh, lots of big spots here. They even got a commercial break for a cruiserweight match on Raw. Mm-hmm. Might might have been a first. Uh, during the break, they did a Tower of Doom spot with Nice taking the superplex. And Alexander and Ali then work together. They super kick Nice. They start going at it themselves. There's a spinning heel kick from Ali. Alexander catches him with a standing Spanish fly off the ropes. Nice breaks up the cover. Then Nice goes for a superplex to Alexander. Ali knocks him down and hits a springboard into a Spanish fly to Cedric off the top, which looked tremendous, especially mm-hmm. in the replay in slow motion. So the finish comes with Ali hitting an Inziguri off the apron. He climbs up for his inverted 450, but Nice pulls Gulak to the floor, nails Ali with a running knee, and then Alexander hits Nice with the lumbar check. Nice rolls to the floor. Then Alexander takes Ali and hits him with the lumbar check. He has the match won, but Gulak sends Alexander to the floor, stealing the pin in 14 minutes and 54 seconds. I thought a really good cruiserweight match.
0: I thought this match was just amazing yeah. like it was my favorite match on Raw and for a 205 live match that uh usually is tough for me to like pay attention to this was just like just I, I mean there were moments in this match where I was like man like what is it gonna take for this crowd to give a shit about these guys cause like they were they were all working their asses off especially uh Cedric and, and Mustafa Ali yeah. who were just amazing here like Let's give some credit to these guys You know, despite all the lukewarm reaction They've had for the past year Being on in this division on this show None of them ever stopped wor- working their hardest No, like, I mean, most weeks There's a great match on 205 Live mm-hmm. It's just you don't have a crowd that's into it And man, like, these guys just, like work their asses off So, I mean, I, I, I recommend people Actually go back and watch this I thought this was that good So, unfortunately, you know Um I, I, I get, like, Gulak is sort of the guy they're telling the story with. He's also kind of a bit bit more of a fresher opponent. Um, Gulak versus Enzo, I think, would be interesting. But, man, like, Cedric is just, like, he was so impressive in this match that, like, I I would, I really wanted to see him, you know, kind of get that opportunity because he's just been...
1: Well, Swan fun. and Alexander, I think they'd have a similar outing next week, whereas yeah. Gulak and, uh, and Swan... I I don't expect that kind of a match next week
0: no I don't either but I think it seems like they're gearing towards I don't think the tease is if Gulak is going to be going after Enzo's title
1: which Mm -hmm. I don't know how much interest there is in that but that's the story whereas Swan is more of a cold opponent for Mm -hmm. Enzo Charlie interviewed Gulak inside the ring asked if he's conflicted going for Enzo's title he said that's a hard hitting question and he has a hard hitting answer that he'll do so with a powerpoint presentation but they're out of time So we'll probably get that on Tuesday and they cut to Elias as he's walking backstage. We come back, he's in the ring. Uh, Some cheers here from the LA crowd for Elias. Mm -hmm. And he says that LA worships vapid and soulless celebrities, but he's bigger than a celebrity. He is the air they breathe. And he is everything. And he points to someone in the crowd saying, no one knows who you are. And then he sings a song about L.A. And this is when everyone turns on him. He sings about everyone wanting to be a celebrity. Their parents are phonies and calls them a sea of nobodies. And this crowd, like, gave this a ton of heat. Certainly. And then is interrupted by Braun Strowman. And... Elias jumps him from behind, gets caught, tossed around. The bell never rings to start the match. It's just Elias fleeing from Braun. And finally, Elias kicks at Braun and drives him into the post on the floor, breaks a guitar over his back, which Braun no-sells, hits a running clothesline on the floor, and then the running power slam in the ring. And as he's setting up the steps inside the ring, Kane's music hits. And we go to Kane on the TitanTron. And his hand is against his throat mm-hmm. way i was so excited oh me too i was so excited i'm like uh, we're getting the voice box and then he took his hand down and he cut the same cane promo oh. i've heard for 15 years misdirected us oh i swear to god they heard this <laughs> they just wanted to screw with mm-hmm. us way He says he may have forgot what it's like to be... uh, Braun may have forgotten what it's like to be a monster among monsters. Next week, they will step into the ring again and, quote, descend into the abyss, but only one monster will emerge. I wonder what Joseph Park's contract status is. Probably... Another monster. Yeah, wow. And Kane just cackles to end, so we are getting Kane against Braun Strowman next week. I didn't even care. I was just—I was so disappointed about the voice box. After that big angle last week, wow. he should have had it logically in the story. He should have to sell this. Both guys have like killed each other's throats, and we have no effects of these
0: injuries. But I mean, what what is the end goal of having a voice box? My entertainment. Yeah. No, I mean they could make a killing off of voice boxes. Oh, could merchandise you imagine that thing on Shop Zone? Yeah. Picture in six months.
1: Kane with the voice box doing a promo with Matt Hardy Oh, you know
0: great wow. that would be wow um I guess that would be excellent anyway uh yeah this is a, a pretty good squash match with between Elias and Braun I think Strowman has been able to just show some like great intensity in all his matches very reminiscent of a Brock Lesnar match anytime he's in the ring um, and I that, I have to imagine, like, Braun versus Brock is probably, like, a match that they're ultimately trying to build towards, you know? By having Braun go over all of these monsters, and then all of a sudden he's matched up with Brock Lesnar again.
1: Yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where the end goal is with Braun. I think it's going to be Hunter. I think that's going to be... I don't know if you can hold that off to WrestleMania, if that's a Royal they Rumble. I haven't really any of that in, in a long time, though. Well, Survivor Series was only... Two, three weeks ago, I feel ago. like I don't even remember that spot. That was the whole ending of Survivor Series: Is Braun killing Hunter.
0: Yeah, I guess I, I guess all I remember is just like Kane, and uh, I feel like Hunter's like they do detour it quickly, for, but that was definitely who else the, is Hunter set up with? Oh, everybody Angle, else,
1: right? Angle and Braun were the main ones. I mean, he ended up killing Shane at the end. Huh. But I don't think they're going that, that way.
0: Yeah, okay. So uh, We'll see if they pick that back up.
1: Backstage, we are with The Shield. Roman says he did his part. Now it's time for them to do theirs. Man, why do you have to say it like that? Says Seth Rollins. <laughs> Rollins says there's no New Day in sight, and they always get through the bar. Ambrose is confused he didn't know the rematch was tonight Rollins says don't you have a cell phone Ambrose doesn't because he's wild but Ambrose says he's been visualizing this match all day and it ends where he can smell it and it smells like gold the Mm. segment smelled like something else it was not gold but it was four letters this is yeah. as painful as WWE scripting can be.
0: I mean, I think all three guys are individually really cool. In ring, I think they're all pretty cool. But in these backstage segments, when they talk, I don't find any of them likable at all. Uh, I know they're real friends in real life, but these interactions just feel so forced and scripted. Um, whereas if you watch them on that like ride-along, for instance, they come across totally normal I didn't see them
1: on on Ride Along but I did see them on Table for Three and I can't say Table for Three was like them I mean they're in a natural unscripted element and they still didn't strike me as like these great personalities combining their comedic efforts or anything Mm. like that it felt like three guys like one of which Ambrose I don't think even wanted to be there. I don't know if any of them wanted to be there to be honest and I don't think anyone wanted to be in this segment they had to plug John Cena appearing on the tonight show which Michael Cole says even though he joined Smackdown at the Survivor Series Oscar came out to take on Alicia Fox who got an insert promo stating she isn't Dana Brooke she led the Raw team to victory and she got a t-shirt and thus she's going to end Oscar's streak Mm -hmm. Which I guess was as
0: good a reason as any. I feel like they're sticking to this formula of having these heels cut these promos before the matches to make up for Asuka's lack of talking.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, this is about the limit of heels they have to throw at her. There aren't too many disposable heels on Raw at this point Hmm. that aren't being pushed. Mm -hmm. Asuka no sold a shoulder block and hit a running hip attack. Fox got up and dropped her with a boot, so there was actually some selling here from Asuka. And then Alicia hit these playful slaps, setting up the comeback. Fox missed a scissors kick, and then Asuka hit her with a spinning wheel kick, and into the armbar, 221, Asuka wins.
0: It's not an oh-my-god type of performance, which is, I think, what you'd want for these types of, like, Goldberg, types of unbeaten street gimmicks. Um, like, maybe maybe the kicks need to be louder, I don't know, but... But I I do feel like, you know, the weeks of conditioning the audience to recognize her as a top star is ultimately going to work. So, anyway, I think they're, yeah, they're doing probably as good of a job as they can with her.
1: Absolution came out, and they circled the ring with Asuka and Fox still inside. Asuka looks unimpressed, smirks, and just leaves. Fox remains in the ring. Paige tells her to relax and isn't here to hurt her she says Alicia's her friend and the only one who liked her she calls Fox her best friend she loves Fox i just don't think Sonia and Mandy feel the same way and they took their time they attacked Fox and this was where we had this terrible high knee from Mandy Rose and then a sliding
0: knee from Sonia Deville it was a bad camera angle too that that kind of exposed yeah. it <clears throat> but you know overall i mean i do think the group is is being built up pretty well. I think Paige is killing it. And I do feel like Mandy and Sonya, despite being so green, I feel like they're, you know, several weeks in, they're they're being presented as pretty believable um, threats on this roster.
1: I think Paige provides so much presence having this group. I mean, sometimes that really helps a performer stand out is when you're leading a group. And she just seems to have so much... Confidence and charisma in this role, mm-hmm. and was very good here on the microphone. I think I Paige mean, is great
0: in this. Paige is certainly seems like hotter now than she was when she before she left. She was a non-entity yeah. when she left. I mean, she was just a random
1: woman on the roster by the time she took her hiatus. As a babyface, I
0: felt like she was just nothing. She was very generic, kind of like where Sasha Banks is right now. Uh-huh. You know, but now as a heel leading her own group, she's doing some of the best work she's done.
1: Then we had a spot for Psyche the Movie. I've never been so happy that the USA Network is not available in Canada. Charlotte's in it. Charlotte is in it. And features the line, Apparently my milkshake brings all the bald guys to the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not... What year did Khalees come out with that song? I want to say it was at least 12 years ago. So? What's wrong with that? I don't think it's a reference anyone would get. You got it. I did. But I don't. Think I got I'm it. The target. Am I the the psych viewer? I don't know who. I don't care the at psych. all. I will never watch this movie, so it doesn't matter. Finn Balor took on Bo Dallas, accompanied by Curtis Axel. They came out to Miz's theme. Cole says that Dallas and Axel have been in main event matches and received more exposure since joining the Miz I thought the very definition of these two and their run was being removed from the TLC main event because they weren't big enough stars. Mm. Balor kicks him from the apron, climbs up, but then Axel kicks at the steps, and somehow this distracted Balor, which Cole noted was weird, and Dallas then knocked him off the turnbuckle to allow Dallas to get the heat, hit a gut buster, worked the arm. Dallas then uh, was hit with a double foot stomp. Balor hit a sling blade... And dropkick, coup de gras, and won in 5 minutes and 38 seconds. And they tried to really put over Bo's performance here with Graves saying that he should be owed a bonus. No. He was very quick on the draw on that one. Yeah. I, I don't know if Bo Dallas really stood out from
0: oh. paint drying in this match. I thought this was a really bow ring match. Oh, man. It was... It it sucked, dude. Especially, I mean, mostly when, when Bo had the heat, and it was just... Uh, the guy just needs something, you know. This 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 makeover he's got, uh, being in the Misterage, I don't think is doing any favors for him. He's just he's still another job guy. And th- I thought the match, wrestling Finn Balor, <laughs> was pretty pretty weak. So this was kind of a real nothing. And what exactly is happening with Finn Balor? Uh, nothing. Not getting that Brock match. Not not. No. Is he, not
1: even getting a Kane rematch? Is, is, it doesn't is, look is like. He getting any match? I don't know, he's just floating around doing nothing. They showed a highlight of Cesaro and Sheamus winning the tag titles last month in Manchester when the New Day showed up. Next week is WWE week on the USA Network. We have Raw. Next week, not this week. Next week. Next week. Uh, So you have Raw and SmackDown, the usual. Then Wednesday night, they're airing NXT on USA. And then Thursday is the Tribute to the Troop special, which they are actually taping Tuesday morning in San Diego. So by the time most are listening to this, they are taping wrestling in San Diego. So
0: they are taping something for next Thursday. Yes. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, on Tuesday so now is this going to be kind of um, reflective of stories that are no. supposed to occur no not at all it's okay. usually all just and, and the NXT that's airing is that's a one off right yes for now yeah. so it'll be
1: it's interesting they're putting NXT on because mm-hmm. they haven't done that before then they recap Matt Hardy's breakdown he had last week and then showing his tweets they called it a breakdown and they also called it an awakening awakening yes So we cut to Bray Wyatt, and he starts cutting a Bray Wyatt promo. Who is Matt Hardy? I know. The universe knows, but I don't think he knows. And then the video cut to Matt Hardy full out in his broken character Mm -hmm. doing... With with a robe. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Matt Hardy, you could not imagine a happier man than this guy cutting this promo. Like,
0: he... it just seemed like yeah, he's, just, he's the he, happiest person in the world. It's like he's been he he he's been muzzled this entire time, and now all of a sudden he can talk again.
1: And it just cut back and forth,
0: and this made
1: it was almost amazing to watch the comparison to see these two side by side. uh This is kind of the
0: dream match, isn't it? You know, back when Matt Hardy was back in in TNA and Bray Wyatt probably in much better Bray Wyatt time when uh, people were a bit more fonder of the character. But nonetheless, you know, the Hardys versus the Wyatts, I think, was, was something that w- has been dreamt of for quite some time, at least a year ago.
1: I found it interesting to watch, because this was the full-on broken character. like yeah. There were no tweaks to it. It was the full-on version you saw in 2016. Mm-hmm. And it was one character that was in on the joke, the audience was in on it, and it clicked, and it worked, and another that was never in on it, and the audience never clicked with. And we got both versions back and forth. And there was one they cheered, and one they booed. And yes, one's a babyface, one's a heel, but there's also a character people
0: love and a character people can't stand. I can't say that you can't say the audience never connected with Bray Wyatt. You know when there, there was a time. There was a time a long time ago, and I think people still look at Bray Wyatt with the potential that hey, this guy is still really cool. He can still be a big deal. But you know, either way, I mean Bray really needs this. You know, like this storyline, this feud with with Matt Hardy is exactly I think what he needs to reinvigorate his character. Hopefully, I mean, I would have said that about the Bray, uh, the Finn Balor feud as well. But uh, hopefully, this helps out both of them because uh, Bray, you know, to me, he's on life support, that character. Um, Matt Hardy, on the other hand, I think, you know. I've read The Last Rites on the character. Bray. You're right. Yes, you have. But Matt, on the other hand, like. The guy, I'm sure, has plenty of, of great ideas uh, and so many potential matches that I think he can bring bring out now now that he, he's kind of essentially got his career back.
1: Yeah. Um, audience loved this. Matt sentenced Bray to deletion as Bray just laughs to end it. The whole place is chanting delete. Um, uh, this was a home run of the reintroduction of the character. And it's amazing just I to see how... I mean, we knew this as soon as Matt Hardy returned, how much of the audience was aware of the character. Even before he came, there was those chants. but
0: mm-hmm. um, it, It's also interesting how like, little, I think, the past, what, six months have... The delay in the past six months have really not hurt the reaction at all. You know, if anything, you might have even built more anticipation for this character uh, to debut so long after all that.
1: I said so. it back at WrestleMania that... I thought that they shouldn't have introduced the broken character right away. I mm-hmm. thought you did have a nostalgia run, and then you could get to yeah. this. Now, the nostalgia thing had died a number of months back, yeah. but they're finally getting to it, and it doesn't feel... It's made people want it that much more.
0: Yeah. because The explanation has been like... The, the transition to the character has... Honestly felt very rushed. Like it was like, yes. "Oh, we got the green light to do the character. Let's just do it next week. Fuck the explanation." You know, they he touched Bray Wyatt. That was the explanation. Yeah, he lost a match. And nobody gives a shit. I think everybody just wants to see the character. What uh, just 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 do it, you know. Yeah. I think that was So, difficult. the question is now h- how much is coming along with him? Are we getting Vanguard? Are we getting uh Senior Benjamin? Are we getting Rebby? Are we getting King Maxwell? Are we getting Brother Nero? You know? All this remains to be seen, and I think it'll. I think if they're smart, they should really take their time to reintroduce all these things if they do have the rights to all of them. I'd be really surprised if they did
1: something, like, at the Hardy compound and did something in that style. Like, I don't see them... You hand- don't think they could do that? Uh, I think WWE would want to do it with their
0: production. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't think... I don't think they would want it to well, resemble the- what the impact version oh, was why
0: not what's the stop them from getting their camera people to go over to the hardy compact to shoot something in that same style i think
1: they would naturally i mean this is
0: the history of the wwe is taking something popular and but if you're taking the character and you're letting matt do the whole gimmick using his catchphrases, why stop you know just at the promo why not go full out and do all that stuff the same reason you put Dusty roads and Polka Dots
1: when you've got one of the greatest characters of all time. I mean, it's always been this way of the WWE putting their stamp on something. And we'll see. This was yeah. the full out broken character. So maybe I'm totally
0: no, wrong. Just just from seeing what, what Matt's been releasing online, I, I do have hope that, you know, they will do a version of, you know. When have we seen the edition? WWE ever even use drones? They've never used drones in their production. Of course not. But that's something that's exclusive to this character you know what i mean which is something that they might not be w- willing to but but my argument is that if they're letting this guy go this far with his own creation right now why wouldn't they let let him go all the way you know they know that this is what the audience wants they know that this is what It's also what, not broken before. Matt Hardy it's woken Matt Hardy same shit it's just the it's just a different name so that they can own it well it's
1: we'll see where it goes i i don't i'm i'm definitely pessimistic that you're going to see a direct copy of what worked in TNA just extrapolated and moved
0: on to WWE programming. I, where I, I, I do feel like Matt should evolve the character slightly, you know? But I've I, what I think really made all that stuff so appealing in TNA was just how off-the-wall his ideas were and how serious he took all these off-the-wall ideas, and I hope he doesn't lose that now that it's, you know, under Vince's kind of jurisdiction. Remember the fact that they tried to copy his stuff, with their own slant on
1: things. Sure. And it was an abysmal failure with the New Day yeah, because and the Wyatts.
0: Matt Hardy wasn't involved. He's involved now. Are you going to be handing over the production to Matt Hardy? They should give him a lot of say. It's his character. See, I don't see that happening. I do. Sure. You see Kevin Dunn just saying, just go film it and bring us a finished copy. I do see that. You, have, you, have you not heard of the Fashion Files, John? You think Kevin Dunn has that much say in the Fashion Files? You think Vince has that much say in the Fashion Files?
1: Uh, that's very that's... different from the writing of it versus the creative look of it. I don't even think Vince has that much You, you think the that, You think Breeze and Fandango are, are filming their own stuff? Like, I, I give it to you that they have a lot of carte blanche about the not, content. They're not
0: holding the camera filming their own stuff, but I'm sure they have a lot of say in what the camera people are actually filming. I just... I, I do give them enough credit that with this character, knowing how much of it is Matt's own creation, that they will give him plenty of creative freedom to do something that they that he wants to see on TV.
1: From there, they announced uh, the matches for next week with Kane against Braun and Rich Swan against Drew Gulak. And then out came Seth. Forget Broken Matt Hardy. The bigger return was Burn It Down. Oh, it's back
0: this week. It was back this week. Okay. Thanks for noticing.
1: Maybe that's his wrestling music.
0: <laughs> when he just comes out to talk, he he.
1: Did he have a match last week, or did he just come? out... I can't remember what I he did don't, last I don't week. Know. Who cares? Main event time: Cesaro Sheamus against Rollins and Ambrose for the Raw Tag Titles. Cesaro immediately pulled Rollins off the apron so they could get the advantage on Dean, and they talked about Ambrose being on his honeymoon. Booker interjects this discussion, stating that when you get married, it slows you down. And the announcers just laugh at him and say You won your world title right after With Queen Charmel He says I don't know about people being on their honeymoon When others are here competing uh, Not pointing out that Sheamus was also away last week They come back from break Rollins is being kept away from his corner And was for a long time Booker was getting all his shit in In this match He then said The Shield has formed a bond He thinks that bond is unbreakable The kind that can weather the storm. Except when it couldn't. And these three were at each other's throats. Rollins flips backwards and hits Sheamus with a DDT. Cesaro comes in, brings Rollins back, continues to build up the hot tag, and finally it's made. Ambrose goes for a suicide dive, is hit with a Cesaro uppercut, Then Sheamus drills Ambrose with a knee from the edge of the apron. They have the heat on Ambrose until Rollins tags back in. He hits a superplex and falcon arrow combo to Sheamus for a near fall. Goes for his knee, which is still just called the knee, which is countered with an uppercut. Blocks the neutralizer. Hits the knee. But then Sheamus makes the save. Sheamus starts attacking Rollins as the illegal man. And is stomping him, stomping him. And finally, the DQ is called at 17 minutes and 10 seconds. And the champions are leaving when Kurt comes out and says the match will be restarted as a no disqualification match. So the match restarts. There's a double suicide dive by Ambrose and Rollins to the floor. Sheamus gets sent into the steps. Ambrose hits the lariat. Rollins with a top rope frog splash gets a near fall, and then Samoa Joe runs in, attacking Rollins and Ambrose, this prompts Roman Reigns to run in, he hits Cesaro with a Superman punch, then chases Joe into the crowd, and with Ambrose uh, distracted, Sheamus hits a brogue kick, and then Sheamus places Cesaro on top of Ambrose, and Sheamus and Cesaro win. Uh, minute 32 after they restart the match and Joe leaves with both Sheamus and Cesaro and you certainly had the heavy tease of a six man tag which is what they're doing a bunch of the house shows are headlining with that six man so I imagine we'll see it on TV uh, maybe as early as next
0: week that sounds great yeah I mean I thought uh, the last five minutes of that first match like the first portion of this match were just tremendous and you know the heat for the second portion was just insane once Angle restarted um I thought it just kind of took this match that I already liked into another level. And in the end, you know, they put all the heat onto Joe for this Reigns feud, uh, stopping, preventing essentially the Shield from gaining uh, the tag team titles. So I thought, smart booking, and I look forward to that three-way, or the six-man, I mean.
1: Really good episode of Raw, I thought. There was a lot of good wrestling on the show. A lot of matches got time. There Mm -hmm. was some... Good angles. I think the Matt Hardy thing was a big hit on the show as well. Mm-hmm. So The Jason Jordan stuff
0: I thought it was really well done. So.
1: And I watched this live and this Raw did not drag for me. Yeah, I thought obviously. this went by at a pretty quick pace and mm-hmm. I spent 190 minutes straight sitting there watching this and not complaining about it either. Yep.
0: Good show this week.
1: Yeah, very good episode of Raw. Mm-hmm. So there you have it, folks. Um, that is it. Tomorrow, SmackDown, has to live up to this episode of Raw from San Diego where uh, members of that crew and the Raw crew are working Tuesday morning with the ta- the tribute to the troops tapings and then the Smackdown crew has to come back and work Tuesday night in the same city hmm. in San Diego and nothing announced for Smackdown uh, they didn't have any ads for it at all so I don't know what's going on
0: mm. well I guess we'll get some follow up with AJ and Jinger um, what else?
1: The Owen stuff with uh, yeah Zayn and Shane,
0: uh, Randy and Shinsuke. Mm. Yeah, okay. That, that Some sound, stuff for SmackDown doesn't sound all that exciting, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be watching.
1: All right, well, that is going to wrap up our show, everyone. As always, you can go to John and Way 4life and follow all of our shows. We have reviews of Raw SmackDown each week, and you can follow us at I am John Pollock at way zero nine three seven on instagram on twitter for the latest updates is there any update you want to provide us about anything is there any
0: you want to provide
1: i don't have any updates maybe not yet hopefully soon okay uh well that is it from us and we shall now say good night and goodbye